What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I'm actually wearing a different shirt this video. We're on episode 104 with our special guest, Adrian Hahn, who is the CEO behind Zombies Run. But before we get to him, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. I'm all calm now. I'm done. I think. I'm not sure. Welcome back to another episode. I don't think you need this. No, gimme, gimme, gimme. It's a cherry buy. I love cherry buys. They're good. Have I ever tried that? They kind of taste like, um, like grape juice a little bit. I love grape juice. Yeah, you should try it. I should. I, All the cool was, kids are doing well, that's it. What I was asking, have I ever tried the cherry? I think one? you have. It's but really like good. It. Yeah. It's. I mean, who doesn't like cherry? Mm, that's really good. Cherry medicine is bad though. Cherry medicine is horrible. It is. It doesn't taste anything like cherries. No. You know, it tastes like death. That's what it tastes like. That bubblegum medicine tastes good though. Yes, it does. I won't disagree with that. So, uh, just wanted to let you know that if you're new here, hi, what's up? We're Adam and Liz. It's Games and Groceries. No, uh, this is Games and Groceries. I uh, just want to let you know that if you're new here, guess what? If you want to just jump right ahead to the main guest, uh, we've got timestamps for you. You can just jump ahead. You're not going to hurt our feelings because um, I am not physically in the video. So how will I know? Except I will look at the YouTube stats and I will see. But uh, most importantly, it's your podcast. You can do with it what you want. We've got uh, movie recommendations, some gaming news for you. But if you just want to jump ahead, mm -hmm. uh, you're free to do so. We give you that freedom to do it. So uh, take advantage if you want to just do that. But stick around. We've got uh, some segments for you. So, uh, Liz, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. My hair is straightened today. Oh, that's not tight. Yeah. I, br I, I fishtail braided it. Oh, that's like why I that's like why I grew my hair out, because I used to love like doing braids and doing my hair. Mm -hmm. So I straightened it and then I put a fishtail braid in today because it's like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy today. And my makeup looks I feel like very good today. I'm wearing yeah. my favorite shirt. I got my hair the way I like it. I got my makeup the way I like it. It's fabulous. So I think we should get the show. Let's do it. So. I'm going to do something really quick, and then I want to get into uh, something that's been on my mind lately, Okay. especially in this time and age. Uh, but just really quickly, you can follow us on social media, at Gaming Groceries. Uh, you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where we like to interact with all of our uh, guests. On, and, uh, anybody who wants to come in on the conversation here, I will ask you a question, and mm -hmm. you, you can be involved on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, I share videos on there as well. And also check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can find out where you can listen to all the episodes, the audio versions of the episodes, and some backlog episodes on the website. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you haven't yet, definitely subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you know when all these videos come out, as well as our new videos. We're not doing video essays anymore because they take far too long. Way too long. They literally take a month for us because we work full time yeah uh so we're going to be doing new videos starting this you know this week as you're watching yeah. this uh gonna be skits uh sketch mm -hmm. comedy but uh yeah so i hope you enjoy that but yeah just the video essays just take too long and we want to give you more contents mm -hmm. but uh so yeah i uh, just want to say something real quick because you know everybody has to make statements here and that's my okay so we're gonna get into it in the gaming news here's my problem not the statements, not the statements of themselves in terms of racial equality, mm -hmm. 
are those racial equality statements genuine? Yeah. Or are they just PR moves? Yeah, that's how I always feel about companies when they come out. It's like, all right, but you weren't saying this before. You only say it when something like this happens. And we're going to get into that. Practicing it all year. And we're going to get into that in another gaming news mm-hmm. uh, with another company. But the the thing I want to say is that what are we going to do in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Anybody watching or listening, this is inevitable that you will move on from this yeah. and that's not a good thing it's not a good thing uh in the same way that we moved on from the 2015 baltimore riots for freddie gray mm-hmm. nothing was really changed for five years and now we're yeah. here in 2020 we're rioting again and just you know a month ago three weeks ago yeah. we were worrying about flattening and curve and then we moved on from that and now we're doing this it's not yeah. a good thing to move on from this yeah. It's not a good thing because what's going to happen in 2021, everybody's going to forget about it. Nothing's going to change, right? Yeah. Now we recognize it. Now we see it. Now we have to do something about it. But one positive, though, if you think about it, just real quick. Yeah. Oh, that, there's plenty of positive going on. Well, no, is that yeah. it's an election year. Before, it was still a whole year before elections. Oh, this true. This is an election year, so it'll be fresh in a new president's mind. Yes. So you don't know. A new president could take this and be like, this is something I need to remember so that I do something. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a little fresher for a new president. So mm-hmm. you, you don't know. It could change. I hope so. Yeah. Because definitely. here's the because here's the thing is that racial inequality and I we promise we're gonna get into more entertaining news here. We're not gonna get too political here. No. And we have a lot of things to talk about today. So. Right. Uh, but I just want to uh, state out that, like, what are you going to do in the later 2020, going yeah. to 2021, 2022? Yeah. Are things actually going to change for you? Are you actually going to call out people? Are you actually going to protect the rights mm-hmm. for those who can't call out? Right. Yeah. Uh, because we do have white privilege. Mm-hmm. And what white privilege actually means, and not that everything's handed to us on a silver platter, is that we have the upper hand. Yeah. In in America, we have the upper hand. We don't have to worry as much. Right. Because we all heard that study before that a resume is given. One sounds like a white name. The other one sounds like a black name. The black names actually get rejected. That's the upper hand we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So why are we using this upper hand to make a change? Right. Uh, And someone made a really good point in a Facebook video. That's who signed the Declaration of um, Emancipation Proclamation. Right. Mm -hmm. White people in America. So men. why aren't we using that? White men. White men, right? Why are we using that, right? Instead of invoking hate, going forward and actually making changes, calling yeah. out people that are racist, right? Yeah. Making that a fireable offense. Yeah. Right? I still believe in First Amendment rights, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to choose your words wisely. Yeah. Just because you can say it doesn't mean you should say it. Yeah. You still should choose to be a kind person. Yeah. And that's the thing. This, this is the last thing I'm going to say because I can I'm trying to make this condensed and not all of my full emotions here. Save it for what's the biz. Yeah, we're, if you want to check out what's the biz coming out tomorrow, we'll probably talk about it more because we talk about what's going on in our life, and this is what's going on in our life. So. Yeah, but the last thing I'll say is that the reason why I think that we shouldn't put these people to death and life in prison for what they say is because how is that going to change racism? How is that going to change racism? Yeah, you just kind of 
fill a jail with racist people. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the last thing I'll say is that if you've ever, and I know I'm everywhere in this. I know because I'm really trying, trying to, con to condense it. So you're skipping a lot of main points. Please check out What's the Biz. I will say more on that on yeah. the What's the Biz podcast. But the the thing is, if you've ever worked with a kid, mm -hmm. being in youth ministry, if you ever worked with a kid, right, that was always told by his parents that you're an idiot, you're stupid, you'll never make it, right? Yeah. Where's that kid going to go? Yeah. Most likely that kid's going to always think that they're stupid. Mm -hmm. They're always going to think that they're good for nothing. They're always going to think that they're the bottom of the barrel. Nobody loves them because they're always told that's what they are and they it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Same thing applies here. You always tell them that they're always going to be a racist. They're always going to be an evil person. Yeah. You block them. You let them know that they're not associated with you. Guess what they're going to keep on doing? Yeah. They're going to identify with the identity that you've presented to them. Yeah. Right? Always telling them that they're a racist, blocking them, telling them that I don't want anything to do with you. This is why racism is in America, because instead of having a conversation with people and telling them why racism is wrong and why it hurts people and why it hurts our society, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of explaining that... You just yell at them. You just yell at them like I'm doing with you, listener. Um, and they're going to continue being a racist. They're going to continue being an evil person. Yeah. And they're going to raise people in that mm -hmm. light. Racism won't end until discussions are met. Yeah. And that we actually explain to people why racism destroys a society. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're just going to divide the country like we did in the Civil War, and it's going to destroy our society. Yep. We need to accept that talking to our enemies, having discussions, meeting them, and actually explaining to them that they can understand why they need to end their racist mindset, that's what will end racism. Not blocking people, not you know, persecuting them, not putting them in prison for life mm -hmm. because they're always going to identify as a racist and they're going to pass that mindset to their children. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Okay. But that's a, and just to add on this one last point, yeah. that is part of the problem is that there are so many people in this world in every culture yeah. that believe people can't change. Yeah. And that is, I think, a very toxic mindset to believe people can't change. And I've always been in that mindset of people can change. People can change. You, One life situation, one friend, one mm -hmm. small thing can be like, wow, I was stupid. Yeah. Or just not even stupid, but like you just see something differently at this point. Yeah. You know, you grow up, you something happens, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but there are so many people in this world who believe people can't change and they see a race and they're like, oh, always racist. Yeah. So, again, if you want to hear my fuller thoughts, yeah. check out What's the Biz. It's coming out tomorrow. It's on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, because I know I'm not making a lot of sense here. And I hope I don't get in trouble here. But here's the thing, is that I'm invoking change in the light of we need more discussion. Mm -hmm. We need to face these people and actually be compassionate and spark a discussion mm -hmm. and explain why. Yeah, that's That's the way we can. Because we're just going to keep having riots. We're going to have the riots like we did in 1992, 2015, 2020, where now it's a global yeah. riot. Yeah. Global. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is that why are we so afraid to have discussions with these people? We're just 
ready to burn down their buildings, oh, hit them so hard that they end up in the ER, right? I will leave a link in this description if I can find it. I hope I can. But there's a man, an African-American man, that actually goes to the Ku Klux Klan. Like, they go, oh, he, goes, yes. yeah. he goes to their meetings, and he invokes discussions, and they hand their robes to him. Yeah. And he keeps it to remind everybody, this is how many people have changed by discussion. By discussion. He just goes in. And the fact that they're even open to talking to him. Like, they're yeah. members of the KKK, and they're open to talking to this man yeah. who they are strongly opposed of. So that's, I mean, that's that's an amazing story. I forgot about that. Yeah, I hope I can find a link to that. Mm -hmm. uh, I will search for that, and I will put it in there. But he actually invokes discussion, and he, you know, takes away like that hate from them mm -hmm. because he didn't burn them down. He just said, why, why yeah, be racist? Them, why, why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? Yeah. And that's it. And then that's where that conversation starts. And then he's actually invoking change. Yeah. Um, but th that's the thing we need to go forward into 2020, 2021, mm -hmm. uh, understanding that bringing people down isn't the way to do it. Yeah. We've seen history. Yeah. Why haven't things changed since 1992? Why haven't things changed since 2015? Why are things exactly the way they are? Mm -hmm. It's because that's the thing. Like peaceful protests, you say that don't work. Riots don't work. Yeah. We've seen that all across history. Why haven't things changed since 1965? Those riots. I might be getting that uh, wrong year. Sorry about that. But I'm going on and on and yeah, on. You said, I'm going to say, I'm going to keep <sighs> this short. And then you just like keep going. I know. It's just um no I'm, it's it's a subject that you have to get passionate about you have yeah. to be serious and it's hard to reel it in and keep it short yeah which is why it's probably going to be the main subject of what's this this week yeah uh so if you're interested in that uh by the way if you if I'm in trouble write in the comments down below am I in Tell trouble said something stupid yeah go for it I don't really <laughs> care uh spark a discussion with me on why I'm an idiot. <laughs> But, <clears throat> yeah, uh, definitely check out What's the Biz. Uh, we'll talk about it more. It's audio only. It's not on video, but um, we'll probably be talking about that more. Yeah. So, um, but this is a video game news thing. Uh, but we're going to talk about movies first. But, okay, so I want to bring this into a more fun light. Hooray! I love you so much watching Loki's this. looking at me like, what just happened? We're on minute 15 already. I get them. So I'm sorry that I rambled. All right, let's move on to Movie Minutes. Let's go on to our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, not in theaters just yet. Almost. And we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Uh, this week's movie is actually coming from Hulu. It is an indie film. Uh, it is uh, funded by IFC. And it is filmed in Canada. Yeah. Oh, boy. So it is called... Oh, no. Hey, Adam. You didn't see that slide. You have the mouse right there. Oh, no. Good. The disappearance at Clifton Hill. All right. So opening thoughts. Go for it. Um, It was interesting. Yeah. I... There were some things missing in it that I yes. feel like this movie could have definitely been too hours and 15 minutes yeah and it would have given all the information needed mm -hmm. so i feel like they spent a little too long trying to condense it down to an hour and a half mm -hmm. 
So I think that was part of the problem, but because there was a lot of things, a lot of information missing yeah. from the story where it's like they like talked about something, but they didn't really explain why that was important to the story. Yeah, I agree. So there were like little things like that. Overall, it was a good story and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was confused and I still really don't know what the conclusion was. Yeah. So I don't know if what happened was the truth or mm-hmm. if the story got confused. I'm, I got, I was too, I'm too lost. I have no idea how this ended. So let's begin with this. Um, my very first note is that the movie begins with a mystery. It begins with yes. the disappearance. It's, it's straightforward, no exposition, not like, oh, I, I grew up in a small town and now I'm seven years old and blah, blah, blah. It, do, it doesn't like give her backstory. It just goes straight into there's the missing kid. She yeah. witnessed a kidnapping and story begins. Yeah. And then 20 some years later. Uh, 25? I think 25. 25 years later, right? 25 years later. and But that the focus is on the disappearance. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. So- it goes straight to the point. It doesn't ramble on in the beginning for 15 minutes about something that they didn't take notes on. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, doing that, great today. <laughs> I am doing fine. Uh, but yeah, so th- it just begins with that. And I can appreciate yeah. that. It's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's the thing. It's that it's As the story continues, right? my second note on this is that uh, we we get to find out more about this mystery, the disappearance, right? Yeah. So, like a lot of disappearance movies and a lot of mystery movies, you know, there's lots of plot twists and oh, who done it, yeah. right? So this movie does that. Yeah. It's not that what's revealed is confusing. It's not the the what's revealed. It's like how did we get there? Yeah, and yeah, because you're also learning about the girl at the same time, right? And why people are like giving her problems with trying to figure this mystery out. Yeah. Um, and like why people don't believe her and why it's hard for her to prove this even happened. Mm -hmm. And so it's a mix of everything and the way they get things, it's hard. And then they talk quiet or mumbled. So it's hard to even understand them at some point. Yeah. And so the story got all kerfuffled and lost and but that's what you're talking about. There's some things missing, too. Yeah. And it's like they suddenly like it went from this person definitely did it. But then it's like, wait, were they lying? Mm-hmm. Did that ha- like did that happen or yeah. or did this happen? So by the end, I'm just like, so did they catch the person who did it? Yeah. Or was it actually someone else that hired them? Or did she watch him get kidnapped in the middle of everything and he died later? Like, it's so yeah. confusing. Yeah, no, it is a little bit odd. And like I said, it's just it's just how we got there. Yeah. It's not what's revealed because everything that's revealed is like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah. how, where? What? Why are we here? And the, and the movie's only an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. So there, it, this easily could have been two hours, two hours and 15 minutes even. Yeah, that's what I think. But that's the thing is that it just felt like there were some missing pieces. Yeah. And, I, and there's a lot of things that could have been explored, like exactly. her character and yes. her backstory. And I think her back, I think that's the big part. I really think her backstory needed to be explained a little more because they right. just kind of hinted at it, mm-hmm. like in one or two scenes, but they don't really explain it. So by the end of the movie, I'm like, so did she mm-hmm. imagine that? Like, did this happen? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. 
So my last note is that the story actually isn't directly on the mystery. Yeah. It's actually a story about Abby's story to prove that she's not a screw-up anymore or a pathological liar. Yeah. Because the the later parts of this movie, the third act, we get to explore a little bit, a little snippet yeah. of how she's a pathological liar. Yeah. And that's why people don't believe her story. And I wish we explored that more. Yeah. And like I said, they kind of hint at she might be more than a pathological liar. Like it's a condition. Right. Like, cause she has like episodes and things. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's, that's where I get so confused. I'm like, yeah. Is she schizophrenic? But I will. And I'm, I'm just confused. But I am more forgiving of this movie because it is an indie film. Yeah. It is an indie film. It's actually a Canadian film. So I got to give him props for that. Um, but that's the thing is that I'm, I'm more forgiving of this movie because it is indie. Yeah. So I don't even know if this is the person's first movie. I didn't put that much research, research into the backstory of this film. Yeah. So I am a little bit more forgiving on this, but yeah. I wish there were things that we explored a little bit more. But the main plot is the mystery. Yeah, it is only an hour forty minutes, so it doesn't get too dragged on. But mm-hmm. let's go into our final uh, ratings. Uh, what do you give it out of ten? I gave it a six and a half. Yeah, because I liked the story. Yeah, the the story as a base was good. The acting was good. Yeah, it was just some things got skipped and it got yeah. confusing by the like by the end i wasn't confused in the middle but by the end i was like what same goes for me i gave it a six and a half i almost gave this a five but because i am more forgiving that this is an indie film yeah that's why i'm giving it a point and a half more because it is indie mm-hmm. right uh they didn't pay they probably didn't have a budget uh the script writing you know i feel like he cut out more than he wanted to so Whoever this director was, I probably should have researched even who the director was. Um, but this person, this director, probably could have explored more, but they probably got nervous and said, "Oh, they won't watch a two-hour and fifteen-minute movie," so she, you know, they cut it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I gave it a six and a half. It's it's serviceable. Yeah. It's a it's a decent movie. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, that that's our review of uh, the, the disappearance at Clifton Hill. Uh, one re- movie I recommend uh, that's kind of similar to this, and you know you can watch it as well, is called uh, Destroyer, uh, which is also on Hulu. Yeah, that one was interesting. Yeah, got that definitely got confusing too at times, but it was de- it was very good. But in a similar light, if you're not into this kind of movie, you can watch the trailer. Another movie I recommend is Destroyer. But this, of course, is Disappearance at Clifton Hill. It is an indie film. It's on Hulu. I definitely I, I recommend it. It's also had a very broad church feel. Yes, yes, it did. Everyone go watch Broad Church. Broad Church. That's as well. an amazing show. But uh, yeah, so. Disappearance at Clifton Hill. It's on Hulu. Check it out for yourself. That's just our review of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just like to give, you know, kind of our little points about it. And, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But six and a half for both of us. Yep. But uh, with all that said and done, enough about movies. Enough about uh, my rambling on. It's time to talk about video games with our next segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Woohoo! There you go. Uh, so let's just get started with this. We've got three pieces of gaming news for you, and our number three gaming news is um, it's a bit intriguing. It's about Sony, mm. and Sony is why. 
Why, computer? Why are you doing this to me? Uh, Sony has lost a court case in terms of refund policies. I feel like they've done this before. Probably. I feel like we've reported on uh, them losing a refund policy before. Uh, but let's get into the story. So uh, the refund policy for Sony, they mm -hmm. actually put this out last year, right? Articles linked down below if you want to give it a read as well. Uh, by the way, that's a Sydney Opera House. I was thinking, what should I put in the background of that PowerPoint? Uh, Australia. Sure. Why not? Makes me want to go to the beach. Yeah, well, too bad. But Sony has lost this court case. Uh, their last policy, right, is that you have 14 days to return or cancel. I think it's canceled, not return, because if you played it in 14 days, you can't. I can't, I can't remember. But... After 14 days, you're allowed to cancel your pre-orders, any digital pur purchases, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sony gives you 14 days to cancel it. Okay. Right? Uh, now, according to five, uh, in this report, I'm seeing five. Uh, five Australian video game players tried to do that. They tried to refund their, their digital downloads. But Sony, guess what they said? They said that you have to go through... The distributor, the publisher, the developer to get your refund. Oh, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, not Sony. No, no, no. You have to find de uh, the developer and ask for a refund from them. Isn't that just lovely? So I have this quote right here. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just... Oh, no. Fine. We're just going to go over here then. Good job, Adam. You are an amazing computer wizard. Uh, the court declared that Sony Europe breached Australian consumer law by telling one of the four customers it is uh, it did not have to provide a refund unless the game developer authorized it. And by telling a fifth consumer that Sony Europe could provide a refund using virtual PlayStation currency instead of money. Lies. And that's where the Australian... Let me read this out. Australian competition and consumer commission got in and they're like no 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 might we're not going to stand for that they they paused everything that they were doing like uh watching out for great white sharks and other things that australians do by the way the theme song is done by an australian so hey how you doing um sorry about that but yeah so they got into the game and they're like hey sony bull crap they said no. And so the ACCCC, I think I said enough C's there, uh, they won the court case and Sony was like, boo-hoo, and they lost. So there's different reports I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing 2.4 million. This particular report that we're going off of is $3.5 million. There's another report that says 1.7 uh, million pounds or euros. So it could be that the currency keeps changing. I guess so. Because the exchange rate is always changing. Yes. So uh, something to do with it. Yeah. So they lost a lot of money is the bottom line. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for a 3.5 million. Could be wrong. It's around. It's a lot of millions. Let's it's just a lot go of with millions. that. <laughs> a lot of millions. A lot of mucho. But what do you think? Um, I mean, it's a, the, the way they put it is it's just so stupid. Like, it is. 
like, oh yeah, we'll give you a return, and then you try and return. It's like, no, we that, that you didn't buy. It's not our game. You have to ask the you distributor. You have to ask the developer. Which makes sense, but then why have a refund policy if you're not going to use it? Yeah, no, it's like that's stupid. It is dumb. Um, I'm glad that the uh, Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, hey, go Adam, uh, got into the game and they're like, no, 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 we're not going to stand for that. Yeah. But uh, when you buy it on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. who else are you going to like? Who are you going to call? Yeah. Ghostbusters. But anyways, uh, so good job, Australia, for being the heroes of our lives. Good job. So. Next piece of gaming news is that Sega. Talk about some weird stories here. Yeah. Uh, Sega has a Game Gear Micro. Yeah. And it's the size of a keychain. The screen is 1.5 inches. And it is $50 each. Other than the price, when I first read something about this, <laughs> I'm like, also, oh, it's like a video game hit clips. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Um... But yeah, let's talk about the, about this a little bit. So we've got this Sega Game Gear. You can see on the yeah. PowerPoint here if you can see it. But uh, or you can you know go into the article link down below, and these little tiny things. There's four of them in total with yeah. four different games on them. So there's yeah. 16 games total. But no, 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 you can't have all 16 games. No, 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 no. You have to get all four, which cost fifty dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. $50 for th- something that looks like it looks like it came out of McDonald's meal. It does. It doesn't look that good quality and it's so small. You know, che- uh not GPD, Shipwreck on the Cadcast. He said if this was $20 maybe, I was like, I agree. If it was if it $20. Was $20, I'd be like, all right, that's good. Like yeah. I think hit clips were probably like 10 to $15 something like that. For yeah. like the main package and then like each little one was maybe 10 mm-hmm. or something like that. So and this is more than hit clip. You got like a portion of a song. Yeah. This, you at least get a whole game. You get a whole game. You and get four whole games. That's the thing. They're so small. Like they're they're the size of. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a problem with it, but the system itself yeah. looks so cheaply. It looks like cheap plastic. Like the that plastic that'll like make a little squishy noise when you press the buttons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this is a quote from the article linked down below. And this is the most weird part this is just stupid uh the article says you may be wondering how exactly you're meant to play games on a one point uh 1.15 inch not 1.5 1.15 is is very important oh my goodness it's so just be one inch has to be 1.1.5 1.15 inch display which makes the uh game boy micro two inch panel the game boy micro two inches stupid uh, panels sound huge in comparison. Well, if you're willing to drop, uh, in American dollars, $200, $250 on a pack of all four consoles, $250. $250 is a lot. Sega is including a mini version of its big window magnifying glass. $250 for small plastic McDonald's toys and a magnifying glass. Are you insane? Oh, so they're selling a magnifying glass with this so that it's a bigger image. Only if you buy all four. That's stupid. It is stupid. That would mean you'd have to buy all four at the same time. It's so dumb. Now, here's the thing. There is no uh, there is no window for a Western release. So it's only in Japan. 
And uh, camera two shut off. That's cool. But um, camera two is now on. But there is no window for a Western release. But I'm glad because this might do well in Japanese markets. Yes. It might. I don't know Japanese markets that well. But if it came to the West for $250 for... Uh-oh. Look Whoa. what you did. Stop touching oh, your Oh, no. I need to stop doing props. Um, I need to get a better XLR uh, cable so you that I can... You need to stop moving your microphone. Never. It's not meant to do that. Never. That's why you have it on a stand. Never. So that you don't hold it. Never. Yeah, I know. Anyways, um, <laughs> stupid XLR cable. But um, for $250, it's going to flop in the States. Yeah. Now, the Game Gear didn't actually do that well in the United States anyway. But, you know, it is what it is. And people are saying this might be a collector's item. That's also stupid. Mm-hmm. Who, who wants to collect these? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. If you're, if you're a collector, you're going for the actual Game Gear. Now, this is Sega licensed. Sure. It's dumb. It's so it dumb. dumb. It's so dumb. It's a good idea, but way too, it's way overpriced. So, yeah, that's my take on it. But uh, let's just move on to the number one gaming news, which I promised you in the intro of this podcast that I would talk about a little bit more. Uh, And I promise I'll keep this a little bit more uh, condensed. But uh, good job. Video game industry pauses events as U.S. reels from George Floyd protests. Yes. Wow. Good job. Now, the reason why I'm being sarcastic is Mm -hmm. that, wow, good job. You're actually... And, you know, you're actually invoking change in racial equality when it's trending on Twitter. Yeah. Good job, gaming industry. I think the thing behind it, though, is that that's there. It's not like they're making any changes. They're just saying right now that's where the view should be and not on us. Like, yeah, PlayStation's was fantastic. Yeah, I think I applause PlayStation. I don't applause them for um, screwing over Australian players but but the way they handled this they're like listen the we don't need the attention on us right now all the attention should be on this right um and there's an article linked down below you can see a collection of all the statements i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna read one in particular okay but uh let me talk about playstation first because they had an event that was supposed to be this past thursday Mm -hmm. and they said listen protests are going on these voices need to be heard so we gonna we're gonna keep the focus off of us and more on these voices. That's good. Yeah. PlayStation did the right move. Yeah. I don't think that was a PR stunt. It, it could have been fine, but I think that was genuine. I, I applaud PlayStation for that. Xbox's statement is like, eh. Well, all of them, whether it's genuine or not, it's still good PR. It is. To... That's the thing. It's just PR points. Yeah. And this is what I'm gonna get into. The most important of all of these statements, hey, good old Blizzard Entertainment. Ah, yes. Blizzard Entertainment, talk about some PR points. And this is what I'm frustrated about, is that this is why I'm sarcastic in a way of just like, oh, good job. Wow, when it's trending on Twitter, when everybody agrees, well, that's when you come in. Mm -hmm. Blizzard Entertainment has this to say. If I can just actually find the quote, good job. Um... While we understand gamers... Oh, no, this is PS5's quote. My bad. But yeah, PS5 says, While we understand gamers worldwide are excited to see PS5 games, we do not feel 
that right now is a time for celebration. And for now, we want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. That's PlayStations. Yes. That's good. They're, they're, that's genuine. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to fault PlayStation. But Blizzard also had a statement that I didn't prepare in the notes for some odd reason. Because I'm a loser. But Blizzard, most famously, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. This isn't five years ago. They were specifically against freeing Hong Kong protests. Yes. They were infamous in that light, saying that, no, we're not a political stance. We're going to take away any gamer's rights to make political stance to free Hong mm-hmm. Kong and have them have their freedom. And we are going to ban anybody yeah. that you know says that the protests are right in Hong Kong. But, oh, oh, but this is trending on Twitter. This is the protest that we're going to get behind. This is the danger in trusting corporations into saying, like, why don't you make a statement? Why don't you make it? Because sometimes it's not genuine. It's not them. It's their PR people. It's their marketing people saying, listen, you need to do this because it'll look really good. Exactly. And same thing. I mean, sadly, it's the same thing with celebrities. They do what they're told. There is a front man for band. I can't remember. I just watched this. It was a video. Um, but there's a frontman for a uh, punk rock band. Yeah. I can't remember his name. African-American. And he said that celebrities are peer pressured to make a statement against police and for riots. And he said that celebrities shouldn't be peer pressured. It should come from the heart. Yeah. And he was saying that I stand by black rights, but I also stand with you know police yeah he stands by both and that's fine but you shouldn't be peer pressured you should come from the heart yeah blizzard is peer pressured yeah they were infamously bombarded by people who said that why didn't you make a stand for hunger not only did you not take a stand but you infamously like took away any kind of rights for anybody who wanted to yeah you know free hong kong from the oppression of the yeah. Chinese government. Yeah. But now this is trending on Twitter. And where's Blizzard's stance? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. So I know I'm sounding I know I'm sounding a little bit harsh here. And that's because uh welcome to Games Groceries. I'm a character on a show. It's how Adam is. It's not how I am in real life. It's just a character I put on. But um if I can go down to Adam right now, regular old Adam. This is why I don't you know, rely on companies making own statements, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think it is right to make a statement. It's fine. Yeah. But as long as you're genuine about it. Yeah, as long as it doesn't sound robotic and as long as five months ago, yeah, you make a statement against protest and now you're for this protest. Mm-hmm. That's a little funny. Now, PlayStation made the right move. Yeah. I think PlayStation, out of all of these, including EA statements, yeah, EA was fine. But PlayStation made the right move. EA is actually taking away. They're going. Well, Activision. Sorry. Activision? No, Infinity Ward. I'm sorry. Infinity Ward is actually taking away all like racist comments, you know, usernames from Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They're actually taking steps to like, let's get rid of them. They're actually, they're not making a statement. They are taking action. Mm -hmm. PlayStation took action. Blizzard? No. Yeah. Like, no, I don't believe you. 
you're just trying to get PR points. And that's the danger in the in all of this is that yeah. you're trusting companies to actually be genuine when they're not. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. If I'm in trouble again, write in the comments down below because I trust that I got myself in trouble already twice. Good job. Good job, Adam. But <clears throat> yeah, so that's the gaming news. Mm-hmm. I'll stop myself there. Again, if you want to hear our full thoughts, you can check out What's the Biz. Yeah. It's on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're going to get more into it. And I'll express more of my thoughts. Because if I expressed my thoughts with this, we'd never stop talking. Yeah. And that's the thing. is that um, That's what What's the Biz is yeah. for. It's for longer intro talks. If you don't care, you don't have to listen. Yep. But, um, yeah. But I think that's most important in this time and age. But, yeah. So that's the top three gaming news. We got Sony, who I just praised them. Sony. Sony were good and bad this week. Yeah, they, they, yeah. good, good. They balanced some. themselves out this yeah. week. <laughs> but Sony uh, taking away uh, return policies from Australia. What do you think about that? Are you Australian? Write in comments down below. How do you feel about it with the ACCCC? How do you feel about them? Uh, then our number two gaming news: the Sega Game Gear. Are you planning to pick one up? Probably not, because this is a Western market podcast. Uh, we're in America, so most of our audience is in America. But uh, if if you're in the Eastern markets, are you planning to pick it up? Yeah. And uh, then finally, the game industry pauses events for George Floyd's protest. Do you think they're genuine? Like, do you, do you actually believe in, like, Blizzard statements? Or are they just doing this for PR points? Write your comments down below. And also, am I in trouble? Write in comments down below. So... <clears throat> With all that said and done, you're here for the big guest. Yes. You're here because you love Zombies Run, probably, and not to hear us ramble on and on. So with all that said and done, I'm going to clear my voice because I got the hiccups now for some reason. Let's just bring on our guest for, oh no, for our final segment. Coffee time. All right, everybody. We are back with our very special guest, Adrian Hahn, who is the co-founder, CEO of Six to Start, most famously for Zombies Run. Yeah. Adrian, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be here. Hi. hi. So how are you doing today? Um, you, you were saying uh, off camera that it's a sunny, stay, sunny day in Scotland, which That's is nice. yeah. very rare. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty rare. It's, uh, so uh, I'm up in Edinburgh. Uh, the company is kind of remote, so everyone works all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of us work in Edinburgh, and it's um, very exciting when it's sunny here. Everyone runs outside and sunbathes, even though it's not actually <laughs> that warm. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it's like a sunny day in Seattle, so yeah, <laughs> uh, might as well. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, we definitely are excited to uh, bring you onto the show, and um, because I really enjoy the game Zombies Run, and yeah. that's a thing. It it is a video game, and it's a very special game in that kind of light because mm-hmm. uh we're here now we're in quarantine um there, there, things are starting to open up a little bit more but fitness was starting to you know be on the rails here because gyms were closed but mm-hmm. here comes zombies run which i felt like and you can speak more on this i i feel like there was a bit of a surge of going back into zombies run yeah because it is a video game and fitness is you know has to be taken outside now yeah but uh, in terms of that, uh, are game sales going up or uh, is sure. that, yeah? 
So, um, yeah, we saw a, a huge effect pretty quickly. Um, you know, obviously there were lockdowns around the world. Most of our players are in English-speaking countries because mm-hmm. the game is in English. Uh, right. And it's an audio game. So, you know, there are some games like, you know, um, Candy Crush or whatever, whatever. Even if you, even if it was in a different language, you could still probably figure it out. But with our game, if you don't really speak English, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So as soon as those lockdowns started hitting the UK, America, Canada, Australia, then obviously people aren't going to the gym anymore and they want to start running or they want to make the most of their run because mm-hmm. it's like the only exercise they're getting. And so we had a lot of people coming back to Zombies Run. Um, so in the first couple of weeks, I would say our traffic doubled. Wow. Which is, you know, it on its own, just like huge. Yeah. But then um, just kind of strangest thing happened where um, we get these automatic alerts when our servers start getting kind of overloaded. And yeah. I just saw this happen. And I was like, oh, wow, uh, maybe we got featured on the App Store. Yeah. But then, um, so the thing is, is that the, the, the App Store and the Play Store, they are not featuring games that are remotely to do with pandemics or or um, infection. So zombies are completely out. They're not going to be featuring zombies. Oh, for right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, I mean, they haven't said that, but I know. Yeah. That you would figure, is. yeah. <laughs> so so I, I'm i always kind of curious, like, what, why these things spike up. And we saw basically about a million downloads in a month. And it was because basically people on TikTok uh, oh. had discovered discovered zombies run this game has been out for eight years and um (laughs) and it was like you know it was teenagers and young people and they're like whoa check out this game it's it's um you know make sure run really exciting you know just go for you know your normal jog or walk or your run you put the headphones in and it turns your run into this adventure and i think it was this kind of perfect combination of content for people who you know are influencers or who just post a tiktok Mm -hmm. because they can't really be, they don't really want to be irresponsible, like going out partying, obviously. So they're like, well, what can I do on TikTok that, that you know, right. um, I could talk about? And going for a run, socially distancing, but with this cool game, that's a fun thing to talk about. And it wasn't famous people who were doing this. It was just people who, you know, had some friends and it just really exploded. And it went from America to the UK to Germany. We're a number one app in Germany for a while. Oh, wow. Um, which is uh, odd. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've seen just, you know, we feel really fortunate, you know, because we know a lot of people are obviously suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's strange to be in a position where, um, you know, we're having a lot of popularity and success, yeah. you know, with our particular game. I mean, the games industry as a whole is obviously, you know, um, getting a lot of attention since people can't go out. And, you know, True. I think all games mm-hmm. are getting pretty popular now. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of going into my next question is that, you know, I, I know, like, why uh, it is considered a video game. But you're right that the video game industry is really spiking yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, everybody's in quarantine. They need something to do. Yeah. And then here comes Zombies Run in that perfect kind of storm there. Yeah. Uh, let's really talk about the game here. Why is it still considered a video game, even though it's not really, like you said, it's an audio game, so it's not really a video. Yeah. Right? So, so 
That's a good thing. That's a good question. I mean, most most like digital games, you know, people call them video games because um, there are other audio games out there, you mm-hmm. know, which are purely just audio, but they're so rare. Um, yeah. Zombies Run is one of them. You know, there are other ones that are, are really interesting, which are kind of like, have been designed for, well, for people who, who are not sighted, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the people in the games industry who don't think Zombies Run is a game. Really? Um, mo- most people, well, because it's usually, it just looks a bit too odd and they kind of think it's not interactive enough. Mm. Um, but but I don't get that a lot. I think it's, um, you know, there, there were obviously, you know, people talk about walking simulators, right? Um, yeah. You know, Firewatch and Gone Home. And people. some people say, well, that's not a game. But, you know, it feels like a game and mm-hmm. it looks like a game. And so I think Zombies Run kind of, fits into that territory yeah. where it feels rich and immersive yeah. and it does have a, you know a level of interactivity it does matter in the game yeah. how quickly you run and whether you run or not and we do respond to that so i think that's why you know we we consider ourselves a video game yeah. as well as a fitness app mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing is that a lot of people have issues with those walking simulators and you know zombies run being the ultimate yeah <laughs> walking simulator um yeah, no, I, I definitely agree because uh, we're we're a podcast that does focus on story-driven games, and yeah. sometimes it is uh, Firewatch where people in the video game industry, or not even the industry, yeah. but just Cult gamers. Community. Yeah. Right, the community. And we talked about this uh, last week with our last guest, how there's this sort of disconnect that you put that gamer label on, and yeah. it has to be a certain, certain video game. game that you play or something. Right. If it's not Dark Souls, then that's not a video game, you know? <laughs> But um, I would say the you know the difficulty in Zombies Run is that like, dude, yeah. yeah, you gotta have leg strength, <laughs> like my friend. <laughs> um, no, I agree. And um, like, talking more about that, how people in the gaming now we're not asking you to name any names. We're not asking you to burn <laughs> any bridges. Um, but what kind of other comments have you gotten about Zombies Run in terms of the video game industry? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know the the great thing about zombies run is that it's always kind of lived in this in-between world between you know a pure utility app like strava or runkeeper you know or nike run club which are just mm-hmm. they don't have any game they don't really have any game components in them maybe they've got points and badges yeah. but not really sort of actual gameplay mm-hmm. and then you've got let's say pokemon go you know or yeah. mm-hmm. candy crush which is very much a game actual game game yeah. <laughs> um and and we sort of live in the in the middle of that and that's good for us because it means we don't have a lot of competition mm-hmm. yeah but it's bad because a lot of people just don't know how to talk about what we do yeah. so mm. um you know a lot of people in the video games industry i, I would go so far as to say most people in the video games industry have probably heard of zombies run at this point yeah um you know whenever i talk to people that um, conferences or festivals, you know, they've heard of Zombies Run and maybe their, their friends have played it. But it's not really something that games companies think, oh, we've got to get in on this. You know, we've got to go uh, and make it. Whereas, you know, you talked about Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. You know, after Dark Souls came out, you know, everyone was making Souls like, you know, there, there are True. all these like, games that are just trying to copy the mechanics. Yeah. And the, part of that is money. You know, it's popularity. Mm-hmm. It's like Zombies Run is popular, but it's not you know, Candy Crush, it's not Pokemon Go, it's not yeah. Dark Souls. And so I think it's just, you know, we we live in this space where it is, it sort of uses 
um, ideas from from these different worlds. We are trying to get people moving, mm-hmm. uh, but we're trying to make it entertaining. And the thing is, with most games, is that they, they try to make it as easy as possible to play the game, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about the reason why mobile games are so popular, even more popular than console games, is that you play them anywhere. Yeah, true. Game, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you have to literally go out for a run. You know, it's yeah. quite hard to play zombies run when you think about it. You can only do it maybe once a day. Whereas yeah. you can play Dark Souls or or you know, um, you know, Fortnite as much as you want. Yeah. So it, it it's sort of um, it's not something that a lot of people want to imitate. You you don't have to really care about making a fitness game, you know, to, to mm-hmm. want to make a game like Zombies Run. And so that's why I think there's been kind of less conversation about it in the game than the street proper. Mm. No, that's that's interesting. Yeah. And and I like what you said about no one's really going after that kind of format. Yeah. I didn't think about that because you're right. You you pretty much Zombies Run is pretty much the only of its kind. Yeah. I don't know if anything else Pokemon Go uh, Yeah, Pokemon yeah. Go it wanted to get people to go out and and but it's walking. It's and it's not focusing on getting your body moving. It was just more focusing on getting kids out of the house. Right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. It's not, they don't call themselves a fitness game. I yeah. mean, they do you do get fit as part of it and it's great, but that's not it's the, more location based, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other point is just like talking about video games and we're talking about Dark Souls here a little bit. <laughs> Um, that's the other part that's very interesting about Zombies Run is that, um, here's the one thing. Fitness, hard. It's very hard. I've been on my fitness journey for seven years? Holy crap. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, (laughs) like, but seven years, right? And it's it's hard to get fit, Mm -hmm. right? It's difficult. Now, what's awesome about Zombies Run that I found is that it adjusts the difficulty to be whatever you need it to be, yeah. right? Um, it, you know, I don't really need to explain because like you said, it's one of the most popular games out there. Um, I didn't see this. How many downloads has uh, Zombies Run had so far? Um, probably close to 8 million now. I'd have to have a look. Yeah. I was I was thinking either between 7 and 10 million. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I haven't seen the updated numbers, yeah. but yeah, no, it's so it's it's out there. Pretty pretty popular. Yeah. Don't really need to explain. It's pretty but, good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But if you haven't yet, if you haven't even touched Zombies yeah. Run yet, it's not it shouldn't be intimidating because you can turn off zombie chases, you can turn on zombie chases, which yeah. I absolutely love because there's sometimes I'm slacking and it's just like, hey, listen, there's zombies approaching behind you. Gotta run faster or all your supplies are gonna be gone. Uh, and you even have another app that's related to Zombies Run called the 500 Mile Walk. Uh, you've even put in uh, the body weights, uh, the body weight workouts, right? Mm. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. You know, I don't think I need to sell this game because again, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is that it adjusts the difficulty so you can jump right into fitness. And so let me let me ask you something: uh, How important was it to really focus in on adjusting difficulty? to get people into this game and not even just this game, but fitness in general. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of two answers to that. One mm-hmm. is a sort of more general one, which is like, I, I think we're very much about accessibility, you yes. know? And, and I think that's a great thing that is happening in, in the sort of wider industry. You know, I think that, you know, there are some games that are really trying to make it possible for the widest possible audience to play mm-hmm. their games and to enjoy them. So I just saw that the last of us two, you know, has a has a new mode for people who are colorblind who have you know um, mm. sight impairments, and um, you have Microsoft trying to 
create a new controller that is kind of more accessible. Um, and, you know, just Nintendo, for example, if they notice that you failed a level seven times in a row, they'll just be like, hey, look, we're just going to skip this if you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and for me, um, I've never really been that good at video games. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I play them and I enjoy them and I can get through them. But uh, I'm not, you know, I didn't have like a NES or a SNES growing up. And so I never like put in the hours learning how to become a really good like, platformer or like Twitch gamer. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, I, I was just trying to play Control, you know, that, um, that FPS, um, mm. which is you know looks really great and really interesting and stylish and i just couldn't i played it for like a couple of hours and i was like i can't because it has no difficulty levels and it doesn't adjust its difficulty and i yeah. just kept on dying and dying and dying i was like i can't play this i'm just gonna have to stop and until they add some difficulty levels and so you know our co-creator naomi oldman you know mm. she you know was you know, she, she goes running, but she's not like a sort of, she would not describe herself as like an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. um, and she wouldn't want to be punished for not being able to kind of run fast enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and like, I'm, I run a lot now and I'm a pretty confident runner. I can run pretty fast, but I remember when I was at school, you know, and mm-hmm. I was just hated running. I hated doing cross country running. I was, it was really painful. And I thought, I want to make a game that, is fun for people who are really good at running and fun for people who are who hate running right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? and that and that's quite hard to do i think as a sort of game design perspective um and that's why we did that it's because you know we made a game we wanted to play mm-hmm. right uh we didn't necessarily make the game that would maybe make the most money or even get the most players but mm-hmm. we wanted to make a game that that we would enjoy playing and yeah. um it turned out that that um other people felt the same way and yeah. um it worked well no that's uh really excellent and especially talking about the the running community yeah and how you can be punished um yeah you know again i'm not trying to start any trouble here but the running community can be a little toxic a little bit a little, a little bit sometimes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like um, see that's adrian adrian's nodding i'm not nodding but uh but that's the thing is that <laughs> gamer community and the running community if you're not a good enough gamer, right? Yeah. Like like Adrian, you were saying, um, and even Liz, sometimes yeah. you struggle with that, that if you're not a good enough gamer, then you can't or you play, don't play the right game. Right. But in the same way with the running community, right? If you're not training for a full marathon, yeah. then what are you doing this for? Yeah. And I like how Zombies Run interacts in that way. And you can even walk in the story. Nothing's really forcing you to yeah. run. Except, you know, Mr. Yao, who's always telling you, like, run five, run. And I was like, no, just keep walking. But <laughs> die, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that, that's really excellent that your, your focus is that accessibility. Yeah. That um, it may seem intimidating that it's zombies. The next word is run. Yeah. But uh, you even tried out Zombies yeah, Running. I remember that's the way you introduced it to me. You're like, you're like, listen, you should really try it. Like, you don't even have to run if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. 
and you're just like just try it and I actually did enjoy running in that time like because I would jog because I wasn't in the best shape and I have really bad knees Mm -hmm. so but I would jog and I'm like oh this is interesting because it's like gives me something to focus on like yeah I can listen to music but with zombies run it's like I had something to focus on something entertaining to make me forget that I was running outside yes (laughs) so that's what I like I like that it's a distraction from Mm -hmm. what you're actually doing (laughs) yeah and that's and that has everything to do with like the the excellent voice acting oh, yeah. that's on the game, right? Yeah. And it's very interesting. And it's written well, and it's uh, presented in a way where uh, it, it's it, it gives you that drive, that focus, mm-hmm. right? And I and I guess that goes into kind of my next point. And I kind of segues into it that we're talking about accessibility, right? In terms of video games yeah. and running, right? Because fitness needs that kind of accessibility to go into there. Yeah, you don't have to be a marathon runner to be into fitness. Yeah. But now we're talking into how fitness video games, right? How this yeah. needs to be a video game. But how important was it to really focus in on the story? Because that's the other thing is the story is written so well. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, ever since I started wanting to make games, mm-hmm. you know, story has always been like a huge part of what's attracted me to games and maybe that's because i've never been good at like you know platformers mm-hmm. and, and so if you're not good, great at that then you tend to focus on things like you know point and click adventure games you know yeah or or you know walking simulators or, or or you know rpgs right and you know i've you know always loved reading fiction and science fiction and you know i'd always been a long-time collaborator with our co-creator naomi alderman who mm. who worked with like for you know, you know, 10, 15 years now. And um, I remember when we had the idea for Zombies Run, actually, um, we, it was like eight or nine years ago now. And, you know, I said, I just wanted to make a game that, that was audio based and was about running. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt to me that that was like a really interesting kind of like area. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand why no one had done it yet. Yeah, and we talked, and I didn't think it should be zombies necessarily. And then Naomi said, "Oh yeah, zombies that'd be great, you know, because, um, you know, it's really visceral, but it's also a great source of storytelling." You know, mm-hmm. if you look at something like The Walking Dead, which I don't actually watch, but uh, yeah. you know, I understand it's mm-hmm. extremely popular and it's just been going on forever. And um, there's a reason why that show has like eight seasons or ten seasons. There's a reason why there's just so many zombie movies. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many different types of zombie movies, and it's because it's a great story engine. You know, that's right. what they call it. It's just, or even The, the Last of know, Us, kind of like somewhat yeah. zombies. Yeah, it's a bit like superhero movies. It's like you know, with Marvel, you can do a superhero movie that is a detective story mm-hmm. or um, a fantasy or science fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something you can meld with other things, and zombie stories are like that. And so, the reason why that's important to us mm-hmm. is because I didn't want to make a game that people would play once or twice or five or six times mm-hmm. and just be like i'm done because yeah. yeah i mean that's that's okay for a lot of games you know sure but yeah for, for a game that's actually trying to improve your fitness we know that the most important thing is to try and get you into a habit mm-hmm. and that takes weeks or months yeah and i don't know many games that um well I personally think that if you're going to do that with a fitness game, storytelling is one of the best ways of doing it. It's not the only way of doing it. You look at something like Beat Saber or Dance Dance Revolution, you know, those are 
true, you true. know, fitness games and, and people and that like music is a big part of that, right? And we have music in our game as well. And I think storytelling though, if you look at um how compelling like soap operas are or you know watching something like game of thrones is you know we thought okay if we can make a really compelling story if we can get people playing this for years and yeah. so that's why we we put a lot of emphasis into it yeah yeah and um now can i ask you uh you mentioned earlier that you didn't necessarily want it to be zombies right what was your <laughs> ideal if it wasn't zombies what did you want to make a story on uh, it wasn't a story. It was more, you know, I, I actually still want to make this game, but mm. um, it was more, it was just going to be like a, a sort of more traditional video game, you mm. know, which was just about speed. You know, it was about, mm. it, I mean, that's not kind of as accessible. Well, I was going to say it's not as accessible, but I think I figured out a way of making it accessible. It was just going to be like more pure gameplay and not mm-hmm. strong. Okay. And, um, and I still think we'll make that game actually at some point. Um, you know, it's not either or, but with zombies, um, you know, I think that, you know, I, I originally kind of sighed when I heard the idea because I was like, zombies, man, that's been done too much, you know, and this was back in 2011. So just imagine what it's like now. Oh, like the peak of everything. (laughs) Right. Um, and I thought, you know what, zombies are over. We can't do zombies. But of course, here we are and it's still happening. So... That was part of the reason why uh, I was a bit resistant to it at first. Mm-hmm. But then I think the more we talked about it, the more we realized, you know what, it just kind of fits the, the idea that you're a runner who is being sent out on these expeditions or supply missions or to rescue people. It's just really urgent. You know, yeah. we talked about, oh, could you do like a James Bond thing? Could you do like a fantasy thing? Yeah, you could do all these things. But like, why doesn't James Bond just get in the car? You know? I mean, he sure. can't be running yeah. around all the time. So that's that's kind of the reason it just fit extremely well, you know, with the kind of gameplay we wanted to provide. Yeah, no, yeah. I and, and and like I said, like the the story driven aspect of it, and I love how, like you said, you're you're deemed runner five, right? That is your name. You don't have to input, you know, my name is Adam, and yeah. it has to constantly, and it, you know, it, uh, the the story and the voice actors, right? they kind of um, adapt to that, right? Yeah. Where you are runner five, you identify as runner five, right? Also, really nice touch here. I love, love, love how it only comes into one earphone. So you feel like you have an earpiece. It's not coming in on both. It's okay. coming. Yeah, uh, I, I love that touch of it. But no, I, I think the story of it is just vastly important. And like you said, sometimes gameplay can be uh, seen on that. Like that one game you want to design. I don't want to. I don't want to push too hard in case you don't want to talk about it. But no, no. I, I mean, the, I, I'm really interested in augmented reality. You know, some people Ooh, talk okay. about Zombies Run is oh, Zombies Run is a kind of audio augmented reality, which is kind of kind of true. You know, I think people talk about augmented reality in the sense that it sort of transforms your sense of the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, which is what we do. Although we're not as sophisticated as you know Pokemon Go or other you know true you know, visual AR games out there. At the point at which, you know, people, like millions of people have, you know, heads-up display glasses that that they can run around in, yeah. um, that's going to be really exciting. And I, I think there are some some things we'll do there that that will be related to running. 
and it probably won't be Zombies Run, uh, or it might, you know, it won't just be Zombies Run, because everyone's like, oh, you should do Zombies Run and augmented reality. I'm like, yeah, but the zombies are behind you, like not in front of you. So, yeah, so that, that's not gonna, you know, I don't, I don't want you like running, looking over your shoulder, hold the zombies behind you. That's not gonna work. You have to make a different game. So, um, I'm super excited about that. Uh, we actually made Zombies Run for Google Glass when oh, that wow. came out, and uh, I remember testing that in London, like on, around Hampstead Heath, with like Google Glass, it looked like a, looked like an idiot, and um, <laughs> and uh, it was, it was not good. It was not a good piece of hardware. So, but at some point, um, the hardware will be good enough and the mm-hmm. technology will be good enough and yeah. it's going to be really exciting. So that is probably, we could probably do it just with audio, but I think it'd be better if we could do it with mm-hmm. like a heads-up display. So before we go into our social media answers, um, just a just a quick question for you. Uh, talking about augmented reality and the technology behind uh, you being in the industry, do you think we're nearing that within the next couple of years or do you think in the next five years? I mean, uh, I mean, the, the rumors are that Apple is going to have something in the next couple of years. And I think that's probably true. Hmm. But, um, you know, having actually run with one of these things, yeah. you know, if you don't want to be getting sick, <laughs> then oh, true. Yeah. It, it's gonna be a little while um because you know you've got glasses i've got glasses when mm-hmm. i go running my glasses are bouncing around and like true unless it's like you know tracking your retina or something which is possible but it's, it's expensive then um i don't think these these devices are going to be great um if you're moving vigorously but um you know a bit like smartphones you know, it's going to move very quickly. So I think five years, 10 years, you know, is mm-hmm. is good. And it's a little bit odd for me, like as someone who kind of runs a business, because on the one hand, I'm very excited about the new possibilities, like right. AR. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I kind of think, well, as soon as that happens, we're going to have to completely redesign zombies run. <laughs> um, right. And so kind of, I don't really want to do that uh, just because it's a lot of work. So yeah. um you know, it's it's a weird situation to be in where, uh, but you know, that's what what happens when you do something that's dependent on technology. You know, new stuff comes along all the time, and you mm-hmm. you have to be comfortable with that. You know, very mm-hmm. true. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited for that yeah. day to come. Yeah. Uh, so kind of a you know a little bit of closing out our time. Uh, I asked you all of you on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook. I guess if you want to mm-hmm. go on Facebook, but uh, I asked you guys. Uh, the question: What are your thoughts on fitness video games? Mm-hmm. And I have a, uh, I have four answers here that we can read. Uh, first one actually comes from at Commander Nikki on Twitter, who has to say, uh, talking about fitness video games. Mm-hmm. She says they're honestly great if done right. Pokemon Go and especially Zombies Run got me to yay, <laughs> uh, got me to go out and move again. Now she's actually located in no, I'm not going to say what city, but she's located in Germany. And yeah. you were just saying that. You know, yeah. there's a huge spike in Germany. Uh, got me to go out and move again uh, after a period of laziness. Uh, Zombies Run is so well done. I love the story and all the characters. The episode that won me over was A Voice in the Dark. Uh, she then continues, I never would have guessed that just some running game would have had me in tears. Uh, such a well done and emotional episode. Wow. Also, Walking Sims, a little bit extra cool when planning on a stepper. Oh, yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, she does that. And fitness video games characters is very important for yeah. motivation. 
she also talks about the ring fit, especially ring fit on the mm. switch. That that's mm-hmm. another good one. But uh, yeah, no, she um, I know she absolutely loves uh, zombies run. Yeah. And yeah, the 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 characters really make you care mm-hmm. for the story in zombies run. Yeah. You know, uh, not trying to hype up our guest here, but it's it's true though. <laughs> but it, it is. It's a very interesting game and app to interact with. Right. Um, any th- any thoughts on the comment? Yeah, um, it, it, it's so funny how, um, not funny, it, it's so interesting how, you know, our story is, you know, it, it's really emotional, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and um, uh, this, this is a kind of tiny bit of a spoiler, I guess, but like people occasionally ask us as well, um, you know, oh, do you know how the story is going to end? And mm. um, now we, we have no idea like how long, you know, we, we have many, many stories we want to tell, but we have talked about at least part of how the story would end. And uh, I kind of want to put a disclaimer on that when it comes out. It's just like, look, if you think the other things have been sad, then just take a whole pack of tissues of you because this is going to destroy you. Oh, my God. And and it's funny because it's like, it's not, I don't know that like intuitively it makes sense to have a fitness game <laughs> that puts you into tears, you know, like, yeah. but, yeah. but, you know, if I had, to, if I was like challenged to be like, well, why does that make sense? Like, you know, from, from a sort of business point of view or game design point of view, I'd say like, if you, if this game can put you into tears, you know, it, you're obviously so attached to its mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and so attached to its like world and its, and its plot that you're going to keep coming back. You know, if you just run through it and you're like, oh, that was like fun and you don't really care, that's not really that interesting, you know. Right. So I think, you know, we have our fair share of action, you know, and, and a bit of scariness and a bit of, you know, horror, but but mostly action. But I think, you know, you have to add that sense of, you know, you know, sadness, you know, in reality there, because yeah. that, that sort of like gives it real substance. So. Yeah. You know, a lot of people mentioned that that mission as one of their favorites, you know, and, and after we yeah. heard that, we were like, okay, we're going to reorganize season one to move that mission earlier. Yeah. So people are going hit, to hit that experience, you know, which sounds sounds awful. But at the same time, it's like, well, yeah. I don't know, like we're going to put our best foot, you know, foot forward. No, I get it. You got to hook them in so that, yeah. you know, it makes sure that there, no, there is like mm-hmm. more to the story. It's going to hook you. Yeah. Right. And I, and I agree with that statement, mm-hmm. you know, like. That's what hooks are for, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things you said over is, you know, the thing that we always have to fight against is people thinking Zombies Run sounds like a game where you hear zombies groaning at you every yeah. 30 seconds, yeah. right? And, and like, I get it. I mean, that's what I think it would be. I, I would have thought it would be, like, mm-hmm. just from the name alone. Um, and... Whenever I talk to people about it and whenever we promote it um, and whenever we advertise it, we always say, no, it's not just zombies growing in your ear. It is this like, amazing story and experience. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of have to overplay that in a way yeah. uh, in order to kind of convince people. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. So we got another comment from Larry. Um, I think it's pronounced more, more man, but I met, I met him a while ago. Yeah. I just forgot how to pronounce his last name. Um, they uh so talking about fitness games, they helped me from the times I was oh they helped me for times that I was using them. Uh sadly, oh no, sadly Ring Fit Adventure is still just sitting there. It, <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's the thing is that um, I, I find, you know, fitness video games to you know, stay on point. Yeah. Because you have to actively. It's not like you sit on a couch. You have to actively yeah. participate. But I think when you have a fitness video game, it helps make that transition from not working out and not mm-hmm. having a routine to getting into working out because it's that common medium of like i'm being entertained Mm -hmm. and i'm watching something but i'm also getting my fitness like that's like i watch just fitness youtubers like and i work out to the youtuber like it gives my mind something to focus on because i'm focusing on them right and not my breathing (laughs) (laughs) but so i think that's why fitness video games are so popular because it's that good way of getting started working out again Mm -hmm. you know no it's yeah I i wish there were more there are like a hundred times as many video game fitness yeah. video games out there, you know, and I realize that would be bad for competition, but I, I just mm-hmm. think that, you know, there's just, um, mm-hmm. you know, people come in all different kinds, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, people are motivated by different things. Mm-hmm. And I think the fitness industry, you know, we talked about how there's a certain culture around a certain part of the running community and the certain part of a gym community. You know, the first time I went to a gym, I was like, Oh, am I going to, you know, look wrong or or use the machines wrong or something you know and i think people are nervous about that because of the the perceived culture there and you know games like ring fit adventure or um you know um beat saber or or you know all these different things Mm -hmm. you know even things like um zwift you know they're it's great that there are different ways of people getting into it um my, my sort of fit, Nintendo is like so interesting because like arguably they are like the best of this. You know, there's Wii Fit, yeah, which was like you know, um, I love my Wii Fit. Yeah, I mean that that sold. I want to say I think that that sold like um, you know, hundreds of millions, if not like yeah. a billion dollars of mm-hmm. worth of hardware. It's just like unbelievable. Like, yeah, and, and arguably the Wii itself, you know, because yeah. it had Wii Sports. You know, was was sort of partly marketed on fitness. True. And Ring Fit Adventure, you know, has done pretty well, not as well as Wii Fit, but, you know, really popular. I think there's a lot of interest out there. My, I think the problem with Ring Fit Adventure, because I've got it and I was like very interested to try it, is it just takes too long to actually start playing it. Because right. <laughs> um, you have to go and boot up, you know, the, the Switch and put all the controllers into the pockets and stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now I'll go and do the warm up, and you feel bad for skipping the warm up. And it's like, okay, I just want to like stop playing, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, and and I think that's as a kind of aside. I think that's a problem with VR as well. I think that's a problem with a lot of um, different different sort of unusual games where it's like you kind of need to like, mm-hmm. you know, arrange your arrange your living room, you know, just to stop yeah. playing. Whereas with a normal console game or even better, a mobile game, you would just be like, I want to play a game. Bang, you play. Like mm-hmm. ten seconds later, mm-hmm. you know, with Ring Fit Adventure, yeah, if I want to stop playing, I've got to get changed. <laughs> you know, I've got to go yeah. put all the stuff there. Maybe I'm going to move move the coffee table out of the way. It's like you know, I'm lucky if I'm playing five minutes later, which mm-hmm. is better than you know the gym, right? Because you've got to drive there yeah. maybe or whatever. But um, but it, it it sort of loses out, you know, when you think, okay, do I play Animal Crossing or do I play Ring Fit Adventure? You know, I know which <laughs> right. one's easier. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that's what I like about Zombies Run is that I use that, you know, first intro talk uh, where um, they're sending a runner five to kind of like stretch, you know, do like a mm-hmm. warm up walk. And that, that's pretty much what I do. And then once it says run, 
you're good to go. It's not the game booting up. It's just giving you time. You can start running. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it if, you know, you're nearing 30, you should probably stretch. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is that you can use that time for whatever, warming up, just yeah. start running. It's it's on. It's, yeah. it's, it's go time. Yeah. But uh, so we got two more comments from Instagram. Uh, this is more of a suggestion for Zombies Run. Uh, this is from Tell a Story of Love on Instagram saying would he would kill for video elements for a Zombies Run game or a video game app that as you finish stories uh, running, you could log into the game with a code to unlock secrets. And mm. yeah, you know, kind of like one of those things like, oh, you want to watch, you know, this kind of video. But, um, you know, that's like a little suggestion. Yeah. I, I understand where he's coming from, but. Like like you said, I think the the magic of Zombies Run yeah. is it's audio only and it does its job and the yeah. and building your base, mm -hmm. you know. But um, have you gotten comments like that before? Yeah, I mean, I I have a we have a couple of ideas for more video gamey like aspects yeah. to Zombies Run. Okay. Um, one of them, you know, there's a game that I loved called Flight Control. On that was one of the kind of first games on. Control, um, yeah. It's not like iOS. It was like where you sort of go and like you're like a flight controller, air traffic controller. You sort of draw paths for the for the um planes. Okay. I was like, I want to do. I want to do that for runners. I'm just giving away ideas now. You know, so you you just like draw the paths of the runners around zombie hordes. Oh, cool. Um, and 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 so like it's not. So here's the problem with like these these games. Like, game designers have like a million game ideas. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, we have ideas for making the base builder way more interactive because everyone's like oh i wish i had the zombie attacks you know i wish you know you mm. could do more stuff there I, I wish we could do that as well um you know we're in a weird situation where the company is modestly profitable which is great because it means we can keep on making improvements mm -hmm. but not so profitable that we can go and like spin up a new team mm -hmm. to Right, you know, make, make this stuff, and that's a that's a weird place to be because like most mm -hmm. games are not modestly profitable. They're, they're like either incredibly profitable, and then you can just make a million spinoffs, or they don't make any money, and you just, you know, make a new game. Yeah. And so it's it's uh, uh, all of that is to say, I would love to do more video gamey stuff there, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's the same for everyone else in the company. Mm -hmm. But it's it's more like being a little bit careful um, with our resources, I guess. No, like that. That's the thing is that most people realize, like they they make those comments and suggestions, and yeah. it can just it can just happen. Here's my suggestion: just make yeah. <laughs> do it. There's plenty of things that I'm thinking about for this podcast, just yeah. a podcast, not even the complexity of designing a video game. And it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. that suggestion's great. One, I don't have the money for that. Two, I don't have the time yeah. for that. It's just one of those things that you have so many yeah. good ideas and you have like what you said, you have to be careful with the resources that yeah. you that you do have. Mm -hmm. Not even careful, but utilizing them. Yeah. Um and I, and I think, you know, just as an aside, I think it's hard because if you get into games or podcasting, you know, it, it's probably because you've got ideas and you're a creative mm -hmm. person. And so right. it's hard to like, okay, now I've had this one idea, I'm just not gonna do any other ideas for like seven years. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, you have to sort of take that. You have to be creative enough to have that idea, that new idea. Then you have to be persistent enough to carry it forward. Yeah. And, yes. mm -hmm. you know, um, it's it's getting that balance right. That is a hard thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I hope that we, we'll be able to do it. And it's really, 
the trick is is being able to keep on doing experiments and small things that allow you to you know to not stagnate um but yeah. not um get completely distracted yeah no i agree with that mm-hmm. uh so we have our final comment here and then we'll go into our like our final thoughts uh volt supreme finally says uh i think it's a great idea with lots of potential talking about fitness video games mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure how effective they are in holding your attention long term uh though at the moment i've got we fits and that's where my experience ends interested to check out the discussion we're talking about yeah you know uh this very podcast very meta right now but uh yeah no he's he's right in that point it's really your and it's anything not just video, mm-hmm. fitness video games but going to the gym in general right yeah you have that this is this is why I hate going to the gym in January because you got yeah. all the people yeah. that go in and then February it's your equipment again. Yeah. And that's not really a good thing, right? No. It's it's funny, but it's not a good thing. <laughs> um but like um like with Zombies Run, like what you were saying, you gotta get people still in there. And that's why you're thinking a voice in the dark needs to get up there because you want to get them committed you want to captivate them so that they are like well i want to know more so they have to keep coming back and they have to keep running right uh any any thoughts on that comment yeah i mean look it's absolutely true you know most fitness things gyms classes apps Mm -hmm. games they are really good at getting you to sign up and they're not good at getting you to keep uh using them right and um you know that may be good for business, but it's not great for like an overall experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the hard part of this is that there's no one solution for everyone. Right. Mm. I mean, you know, if, if we wanted to make a game that hit the most, the largest possible number of people, we wouldn't have made zombies run because yeah. a lot of people just don't want anything to do with zombies. Right? Yeah, true. Um, you know, uh, even if even if maybe they would like it if they tried it, you know, it's just a, just a name alone is off-putting to some people. But I think the important thing is what you know. If not, if if, if some, if, you know, if you can't make something that's going to work for everyone, then you have to make something for everyone, mm. right? So yeah. so instead of having one game for like a hundred percent of people, you need to have one a hundred games for one percent of people, mm. and so. I know that we have players, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of players who are long-term players, you know, mm-hmm. who are who are paying for it, you know, every year, who have played it for years, and it works for them. And and it won't work for other people. And that's okay. You know, I'm not gonna pretend that it's it's gonna be a kind of long-term solution for everyone. But um, as long as it's a long-term solution for some people, mm-hmm. uh, enough people, then it works for us. And um yeah, you know, uh, for some people, it's not going to be a game. It's going to be a running club, you know, or going swimming or whatever. You know, it's right. fine. Um, what I hope is that, that there will just be more stuff out there because I think that's not enough for for mm. people. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Um, but, yeah, those are some of our comments in there. And, um, you know, kind of wrapping up our conversation here, which was excellent, yeah. right? Um, I guess my final thoughts is that you know, as gamers, right, you know, the hardcore gamers, whatever term you want to put in there, but even just people who enjoy video games, right? I feel like there needs to be this idea that fitness is vital to life, right? You want to live a fuller life, 
you know, fitness will get you there. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that. Right. Uh, like when you were strength training with me, I was uh, trying to deadlift 500 pounds, broke my back at 450. But that's, you know, another story. But you don't have to be this, uh, you know, this super strong man. And that's yeah. where Zombies Run kind of gets in there that mm -hmm. you're still playing a video game whether or not be have video elements or not, but you're still playing a game. <coughs> yeah. And it still puts that, you know, uh, importance mm -hmm. to fitness in life. Yeah. Right. And that's what I appreciate about it is mm -hmm. that we need to make sure that fitness is a priority in life. Yeah. For everybody. Right. Uh, Liz, any final thoughts? No, I definitely agree that you have to make it a priority, especially when you're a gamer and your hobby is sitting yeah. Just sitting like even when I'm doing art and crafts, I'm getting yeah. up and down and trying to get different things like so it's it's one of those things that like you need to make sure that you're moving. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about fitness, like you said, you're not you, you don't have to be an Olympic runner. You don't have to be you don't even have to be trying to lose weight, just mm. moving in general and getting yeah. your body moving and getting it working will help you in the long run. Right. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, uh, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, I totally agree with that. You know, I think that what we try to do, we don't try and gamify fitness. That's what some people talk about, mm -hmm. you know, like sort of persuading people to sort of come back. We just try and make it so that if it's a rainy Sunday morning and you're like, I need to go out for a run, you're really excited because yeah. Yeah, you can't wait to find out what happens yeah. next. You know, that's what we try to make. It's not like, oh, I need to go for a run. Like, you know, uh, but I, you know, you know, I, I really don't want to do it. Maybe I'll skip it or something. I feel terrible. We wanted to make it so that it's like, I can't wait to do this. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, because it shouldn't be a chore. You know, it should be, you shouldn't be just like, oh, do it because it will make this other thing better. It's like, no, uh, do it because you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I think if you are, you know, like a lot of people, you know, not someone who has, done a lot of like exercise or or played a lot of fitness games that might seem just completely bizarre like how could that possibly be the case it's like no i promise you you know like there is a game out there or there's a sport out there that that will be really fun mm -hmm. yeah no i definitely agree yeah well as the uh battery for our camera is dying i okay. think this is a good place to uh <laughs> end the conversation um adrian once again we thank you so much yeah. for coming on the show we really value you being here um but uh yeah so zombies run available on the uh play store and uh on itunes i, I i'm an android man so i don't know what the store is apple called store. apple store uh it's on there uh anything else that uh any big projects you're working on that we should look out for um Everything's in Zombies Run. Check it out. You know, we have this new home workout mode that, that you mentioned mm -hmm. that is kind of body weight. And um, we have a big update coming out in this summer. Um, should be out by July uh, with lots of new things, um, lots more stories and virtual races, which is going to be really exciting. Nice. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, again, we thank you for coming on the show. And we thank you all for uh, listening to this week's podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Definitely hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that you know when all these podcasts come out. It's uh, super special to just yeah. do that. But I don't know. But <laughs> with all that said and done, we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you have a safe week and have a good week. Bye.